Just as there are forces in life that cause us to fail, there are forces that cause success. Five seven nine two success forces part one specific goals. Welcome to Brothers of the Word because brother, you need the word. And today we begin an entirely new series, and this is a series like all of the prior series that God has spoken for me to deal with. And I do believe that God is preparing us for another level of life. And this series is simply called Success Forces. Just as there are forces in life that cause us to fail, there are forces that cause success. And sometimes in order for us to reach the next level, in order to go where God wants us to go, to achieve what he wants us to achieve, to have what he wants us to have, we have to have the principles of knowledge of how do we get the success in the varying areas of life that we truly want. So today is part one of a series called Success Forces. In the book of Habakkuk, second chapter, second verse, we've heard this many times, but it reads, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it will speak, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come. Write the vision and make it plain. A survey of graduates from Harvard's MBA program found that 10 years after graduation, those who set goals for themselves earned an average of double what their classmates earned who didn't set goals. That one thing. So when they surveyed Harvard, virtually the top business school in the country, when they surveyed the graduates 10 years later, those who had set goals earned double what those who did not set goals earned. But the even more amazing thing about it was they found that 3% of the graduates had set very clear and specific goals and had written them down. And they found that the graduates who set the clear and specific goals and wrote them down earned not double, but 10 times what the other, same school, same degree. But those who had clear defined goals and wrote them down earned 10 times what the graduates earned who didn't write them down. Now right here what I have, many of you will recognize what this is. This is a GPS unit and a GPS unit is powered by the 24 geosynchronous satellites in orbit around the Earth. The United States has one and Russia has one. Russia's is called the GLONASS system. So we have the GPS system. And there are 24 geosynchronous satellites. What geosynchronous means, 
is that even though the earth rotates, they stay in the identical position and they move with the rotation of the earth. So they're synchronized with the earth's movement. So they stay in the same place. And when your GPS picks up a signal from these satellites, it allows the GPS to determine precisely where you are. Now, this is a standalone GPS for the car, but virtually all of the modern phones have a GPS built in. And many of you have a nav program that you can use, and your phone will direct you to wherever you want to go. But before you can get to where you're going, regardless of how precise the satellites, and the satellites are super precise, they use those satellites for surveying. And I talked with a surveyor once who had a GPS unit taken. I said, how accurate is that thing? He said it's accurate to less than the thickness of a sheet of paper. So that's how accurate the satellites are. But regardless of how precise the satellites are, when you turn on the GPS, it has these two words and a question mark. And those two words are where to. Where to. So you can have all them big satellites, a multi-billion dollar system, but if you don't know where you are going, doesn't matter how precise the satellites are, even if it's a thousandth of an inch of precision. If you don't know where you are going, the satellite system and all of the GPS navigation software isn't worth a hoot. So success forces part one, specific goals. Now, I know you've heard many talks about goals. And sometimes with stuff, you have to hear it over and over and over. Because even though you've heard the talk about goals, if I ask for an honest show of hands right now of how many of you have clear, concise, written goals, and you know where they are, most hands would not go up. But yet the studies have shown over and over and over and over. Those who can answer that question, where to? have much greater success in life than those who don't really know where they want to go. And just as in Habakkuk, when the Lord spoke to him and said, write the vision and make it plain. Write the vision and make it plain. The first principle of the success forces, set specific goals. Jake and Alice had grown up together. They had studied together and they joined the same company and they worked at the same company for years. They had the same qualifications. Both of them worked just as hard, but Jake was a sales rep, and Alice had moved to where she was an executive vice president of marketing. So Jake just got mad. He went into his boss, and he said, look, man, I'm leaving this company. I've been here for the same length of time as Alice, and here I am just a sales rep, and she over the whole country's executive vice president of marketing. Y'all just don't appreciate my work. And you're not giving me proper recognition. You're not giving me the proper advancement. You're not promoting me up to the spots. And I don't have the same salary as that. I'm just tired of it. And I think it may be something y'all trying to promote her. I don't know what it is. But all I do know, y'all not doing me right. I'm leaving. So the boss said, wait, wait, before you go. And he called up Alice and brought Alice in the office. He said, I'd like for both of you to just tell me. Who sells cabbage on this road? And come in tomorrow and just make a report on just who sells cabbage on this road. So Jake said, all right, then I'm leaving. So the next day, Jake and Alice walk into the boss's office. And the boss asked Jake, Jake, 
who sells cabbage on his road. And Jake says, well, Food World sells cabbage, and the corner store sells cabbage. You ask me to find out who sells cabbage, and that's who sells cabbage. He says, Alice, who sells cabbage on this road? And Alice says, Food World stocks cabbage from the regional producers. Their price range varies about 5% over the year, and their stock levels remain despite the season. The corner shop supplies organic-only cabbage and has enough for 10 families a week during the season time. Out of the season, they replace the shelf with oranges and apples instead. Food World serves everyday customers and corner shop mostly to older customers and three local restaurants. The corner shop would like to stock more cabbage but earn more money from the fruit, so cabbage is just to keep the customers happy. And then Jake said, oh. (laughs) I see now why Alice is over the whole country, and I'm still just a sales rep. Alice had detail and new information beyond Jake. And often with our life, we don't have specific goals, or we have no goals at all. And because of this, we can never achieve, because we don't even know really what we want. We don't know the where to. So how are you going to even measure success if you don't even know what success is? So your first principle of success is where to and write it down where you're going. It's a very simple principle, but very few people have clear, concise, written goals. They just don't have them. T.E. Lawrence said, all men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds awake to the day to find it all vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for many act out their dreams with open eyes to make it possible. You know, when Jesus was tempted by the devil, his response always began with three words. It is written. Matthew 4 Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But when he answered and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Now I want you to understand this. It is said that Adam was the first Adam. Jesus was the second Adam. Both Adams were tempted with something to eat first. But Jesus said, it is written. Adam didn't have anything written down. And if Adam perhaps had had something written down, that's why God made the people put these little things in front of them. If Adam had had something written down, and if Adam perhaps had it is written. If it, it is written, the Lord God has said, ye shall eat of every fruit of the garden, but this tree you shall not touch. If Adam had been able to say it is written. And see, right now, the number one thing that kills more folk in this country than anything else is what we eat. And it is written. And most of you who are having battles with your diet and with your body, you do not have it written what you ought to be eating. So the first thing that messed up Adam was he didn't have it written. Well, you said, Pastor, there was no paper back then. There was no written word, and perhaps so, but the principle is this. Jesus did not begin with, I have it in my head, which he did, 
But he didn't begin with, I have it in my hand. He began with, it is written. When he had to deal with the devil, he went through one temptation, and every temptation that the devil, he always began with those three words, it is written. So I ask you and I plead with you, what do you have written? And if you don't have it written down, it loses its value over time, and we just forget stuff. It's like the parking. We slip back to our old ways. We forget and we slide back because it needs to be written. And just like those Harvard graduates, to have the goal was double, but to write the goal was tenfold. And if we're going to go to another level, I can tell you this, you will not go to another level doing the same thing. So if we're going to go to another level, we have to do something that we have not done or either we have not maintained. Because see, some of you have written your goals, you just haven't looked at them in a year. And you've not utilized that. So we've got to first write our goals. Now see, I don't just write my goals. I actually wear it. Many of you have seen the shirt that I wear that simply says, I will live fully and vibrantly until the last 10 seconds. I've got on some of the shirts, 116 years. That's a goal. I actually wear that shirt probably half of the time. So every time in the morning when I put it on, when I walk out, I will live fully and vibrantly until the last 10 seconds. Do you have it written how you're going to live? And I can't ever forget it because I wear the shirt too much. So I always have to remember I am going to live fully and then I am going to live vibrantly until the last 10 seconds and then 116 years. That's a long time. Yes, a long time. But the principle is the same. Even your lifespan can be determined by what is written. Now, God spoke it to me, but I had to write it. And then he told me, put it on your phone, put you a countdown to your days. I know the exact date, November 26, 2072. I won't be here on November 27, 2072. I've got it on my phone. I have 54 years, six months, and seven days, or 19,915 days. I got a countdown. You all say, Pastor, that's mighty specific. Yes, yeah, specific. <laughs> it's absolutely specific. But this is the principle of things. If you want what other folk don't have, you got to do what other folk don't do. And then I have to live according to it. But it reminds me, and sometimes when I get off track, I say, wait a minute, you ain't going to make it to 116 doing this. You ain't going to make it to 116 doing this. So it's something that keeps you on track because I recognize just because God promised it does not mean you're going to get it because you deviate from what he told you to do. That's the whole principle of the promised land. He promised it, but they didn't get it because they didn't do what God told them to do. So I actually write my goal of lifespan even on my shirt, and I believe it to my core, and I'm going to live Fully and vibrant. You're not going to see me sitting up in a rocking chair. You're not going to see me on a cane. You're not going to see me on a walker. You're going to see me living fully and vibrantly to the last 10 seconds. And when you set a goal, that goal becomes alive and it becomes a success force that guides your entire world. I got my financial goal. I got $1 billion. I don't even need anywhere close. I've talked to you that, but I got the goal. And when I look at it in the conference room, it changes my mindset. 
Because I began to say, look, we cannot do this because this will not take us to that goal. We have to think on another level. Because it's written and because I keep looking at it, it forces me to change my mind to another level. So everything we're working on right now has the potential to take us there. And when you write it down, it moves you into that 10 times or that 100 times mode or that 30 times mode that Jesus taught. Jesus talking about some got 10, some 30, some 100 folk. What do you think of the difference between the 10, the 30, and 100 versus the 1? Are you a 1? Are you a 30? Are you a 10? Are you a 100? Most folk are which one? Did a 1. But most folk will not have those goals, they will not have them concise, and they will not have them written. So that is the first part of just success forces, is just writing that stuff down. It's the reason why I printed this thing about judge not, and condemn not, and forgive. It's written. Because if I didn't have it written a month or two, I'd just forget about it. i got to have that stuff in front of me written down, because it affects my soul. And it affects my heavenly stuff. Because I don't want to get for Jesus. But man, you judged all these folk. You condemned all these folk. And you didn't forgive all these folk. I said, not me, Lord. No, no, I got that written out. I check it off every day. I'm going to stop that judging. I stop that condemning. And I've been forgiven. <laughs> See, even living the 116 on November 27, I got to face Jesus. So I need that for when I have to stand before in judgment. Judge not, lest ye be judged. So I don't want to be judged myself. But I've got it written. So these are some of the things that we have to do. And I know some of you say, but you've got big goals. No, I have written goals. Don't get confused with the size. It's not that I have big goals. I have written goals, and I have them where I see them constantly. We develop an app, iVictory. You can download it for Apple or Android on your phone. You can go to the website, iVictory.com, put in all the stuff you need to do, all your daily goals. That's why I do my daily goals. And I have a struggle with this stuff. It's not like they're just easy for me, but if I don't write it down, if I don't check myself, I don't do it. I just get way off track. You get way off track. At least I do. I can't say you because maybe you don't, but I do. I get way off track if I don't check my stuff. Way off track. And you look back a month later about the stuff you had decided to do a month and none of it's done. Because you haven't checked it and you haven't written it. So iVictory, absolutely free. Download it on your phone. Put the stuff in there that you need to do, and you can check it off every day. Last week, I did 85%. I'm shooting for 100, but it varies week by week. But when I don't check it off, I drop to an F. And that's the difference between success and failure. It's not whether you know to do it or not. It's whether you do it or not. And whether you do it or not, it depends on whether oftentimes you have this stuff outlined and written down. Matthew 20, 21, Jesus said, you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. So don't get all bent out of shape about the size of me. Well, pastor, you're going to a billion. I don't have anything about whether I'm going to a billion. That ain't got nothing to do with you. You need to go to, first of all, that $1,000. You know, I preached that a while ago that basically two out of three people in America do not have $1,000. And one out of two have no savings. I hope that many of you have done that. We had a $1,000 level, a $5,000 level, a $10,000 level, a $50,000 level, a $100,000 level, and a million-dollar level. So no matter what level you are, write this thing down. And if you said, I'm going to get $1,000, but if you didn't write it down and you didn't keep it before you, I can just about guarantee you, you don't have that $1,000. Because you don't forgot about it. You've forgotten about it. All of us are like that. There's nothing unique. All of us are like that. That's why God told write this stuff down, write the vision, and make it plain. Write the where to and make it plain. When you know where you want to go, 
Stuff just starts lining up. I won't be here for the next two Sundays. Pastor James will be preaching. I'm going to be in Egypt with my youngest son, George. And I told my boys, when you turn 13, Daddy will take you anywhere in the world. George knew exactly where he wanted to go. He was the most detailed of any of them with stuff. He said, look, Dad, I want to go to Egypt. I want to land in Cairo. I want to spend 10 days, and I want to go first class. (laughs) Now, I had to talk with him about that first class. (laughs) I really did. But to be honest about it, if he had really insisted on it, I would have taken him first. What I did, I cut him a deal. And I took the difference in the first class ticket, and I said, I'll let you use this money for investment, and you choose whether you rather had the extra money or the first. He said, well, I'll take the extra money. So I had to work with him on that. But the thing about it this, George knew he wanted to go to Egypt. He knew where he wanted to go, how long he wanted to stay. So we got a tour company that has arranged to have a guide to take us all around. So for those days, we're going to be on a ship going up and down the Nile. So we'll actually live on the boat for four days. The interesting thing about it is, is the name of the boat. The name of the boat is the St. George. And when I saw that, I said, my goodness, this boy knew where he wanted to go. And it's almost God put a sign that when you know where you want to go, when you declare this thing, when you work towards, I will open doors and I will change things that you have no power over. But you got to know where you want to go. You have to first know the where to. So when you know the where to, it makes a huge difference huge difference when you set a goal and work towards it life bends mountains move and money manifest most go where the wind blows but the wind will never blow you to the top understand that real clear most go where the wind blows but the wind will never blow you to the top you got to make a decision make a goal Write it down and work towards that thing to get to the top. Part one that I've talked about today is simply called success forces specific goals. But the next one, part two, is going to be how to set goals for the life you actually want. Today has been the fact that you need to set goals. You need to write them down and you need to regularly review them. The next message is going to be how do you set the goals for the life that you actually want. It is written. Write it down. And I believe we are headed towards another level. I really, really do. But this is another level of preaching. It's not all shouting. and You got to do something for this thing. You just do. But I believe God got a destiny for you. Where do you want to go? Just turn to the person. Ask them, where to? Where to? Do you know when you get on a taxi, they're going to ask you, where to? Even with the modern, with Uber or Lyft, you've got to put in there, where to? Where to? Where to? So the next message, we're going to be dealing with how to get your where to formulated correctly. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. You are listening to BrothersOfTheWord.com. This was part one of the series titled Success Forces, subtitled Specific Goals by Nathaniel Bronner. 
This message is number 5792. That's 5792. To listen to over a thousand free messages or to send this message number 5792 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. From brothers of the word.